what kind of a Christmas person are you? I know it's a weird question, especially as it's nine months away, but humor me. Maybe you're a Yuletide mega fan who loves nothing more than donning a cozy, comically branded festive jumper and gorging on mince pies while playing All I Want For Christmas Is You on repeat. Or perhaps you're proudly anti-Advent. Your hatred for Crimbo Carols, baubles and candy canes is the stuff of legends. You root for Joe Pesci's thieving character in Home Alone, 31st of January can't come soon enough, Ebenezer Scrooge has got nothing on you. The festive season, with all the social engagements, money spending and cold weather, at least in the UK, has the ability to bring out the very best or absolute worst out of any human being, even non-observers. Case in point, Mr. Jeremy Charles Robert Clarkson. The TV motorman and newspaper columnist was clearly feeling extra miserable last Christmas when he decided to pen one of the most offensive opinion pieces to ever grace a UK publication. An article so heinous that it not only helped unite the British public, a massive achievement in these divided times, it may well have cost him one of his biggest gigs. And all because he just had to let the world know he despises Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex. Welcome to Cancelled. I'm your host, Leah, and this is the show where we look back at some of the biggest and most bizarre attempts to cancel people, corporations, and even countries. You may think the subjects of our very rigorous and academic study deserve public disdain. You may think it's all a gross injustice, but it doesn't matter, because all of them are judged in the court of public opinion and ultimately cancelled. Before we get into Mr. Clarkson's carry-ons, it's worth brushing up on his credentials. Clarkson is an English journalist, author, TV personality, and farmer best known for his role as one-third of the host of BBC motoring review show Top Gear, alongside James May and Richard Hammond. Clarkson's razor-sharp critique of the latest Fords and Ferraris was central to the show's success. In their heyday, the trio were pulling in around 6-7 million UK viewers on average. Unfortunately, in his efforts to be tongue-in-cheek, Clarkson often found himself on the wrong side of right, as only a hyper-opinionated, middle-aged, privileged white man with a huge media platform could. There was seemingly no UK minority group that Clarkson couldn't squeeze a cheap laugh out of. His comedic achievements included referencing Nazis, Hitler and World War II while reviewing a BMW mini-model, stereotyping lorry drivers as keen murderers, seemingly endorsing homophobic comments made by audience members, mocking Indian, Welsh, Mexican and Romanian culture. However, thankfully for Clarkson, he had the BBC to back him up. His sex worker comments attracted over 500 complaints, which the taxpayer-funded broadcaster brushed off, saying that the comment was in line with people's expectations of Clarkson's TV persona. The problem is, even when the presenter hung up his driving gloves, his verbal savagery remained. In 2009, he called UK Prime Minister Gordon Brown, who is partially blind, a, quote, one-eyed Scottish idiot, end quote. He later apologised, but only for dissing Brown's disability. And then, three years later, in a BBC interview, he said he'd execute striking public sector workers in front of their families. The programme producers, Clarkson and the BBC, had to issue apology statements after receiving over 21,000 complaints within 36 hours. It's no wonder that by the mid-2010s, Clarkson's fondness for all the isms had pushed the BBC's patience to its limits. 
This seemingly came to a reckoning in 2015. The levy finally broke when the BBC fired Clarkson after a series of highly controversial racist allegations. Turns out that if you allegedly mumble the N-word while singing a nursery rhyme, use the S-word while watching an Asian man walking across a bridge, and punch a show producer while expressing anti-Irish sentiment, you might just lose your job. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Luckily for Jeremy, his star was too big and too bright to dull. Within weeks of being dumped by the Beeb, he and his two co-hosts were announced as the hosts of a new motor show on Amazon Prime. When you add that to his columns in The Sun and The Sunday Times, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire hosting gig, and a Farm Life docuseries, it seems as though the controversy quarter's bag was bulletproof. That was until one cold winter morning, he decided to take aim at former US actress and Prince Harry's wife, Meghan Markle. On the 17th of December, 2022, The Sun published Clarkson's column in which he opined over Harry and Meghan, the former royal couple's tell-all Netflix docuseries. The headline read, quote, One day, Harold the glove puppet will tell the truth about a woman talking bollocks. End quote. In the article, Clarkson goes to exceptional lengths to convey the depth of his hatred for Meghan on a, quote, cellular level, and not as much as his disdain for Scotland's First Minister Nicola Sturgeon and serial killer Rose West, in case you were wondering. He expresses pity for Markle's young fans who, unlike his generation, believe she, quote, was a prisoner of Buckingham Palace, forced to talk about nothing but embroidery and kittens, end quote. Oh, and he apparently can't wait to see her get physically abused in the streets. Quote, At night, I'm unable to sleep as I lie there, grinding my teeth and dreaming of the day when she is made to parade naked through the streets of every town in Britain, while the crowds chant shame and throw lumps of excrement at her, end quote. While the ferocity of Clarkson's word attack against Meghan Markle is one for the ages, it's not the first time he's shared his views on the Duchess with the UK public. No, he's had Meghan's name firmly in his mouth for the past five years, although it's not all been bad. In 2018, Clarkson leapt to Meghan's defense to admonish his readers for being mean to her after she married Prince Harry. Quote, It's ridiculous, cruel, and heartless. And unless she proves me wrong by going around at night urinating on homeless people, it needs to be stopped. End quote. However, it seems he forgot to reveal all the caveats on his things Meghan Markle could do that would make me hate her list. Turns out it's a long one. Some examples include getting upset while admitting that she never gets asked about her feelings, signing a deal with Netflix to produce educational and upbeat programs, talking about climate change, telling Oprah Winfrey about the challenges she faced while joining the royal family, and crying during Queen Elizabeth II's funeral. And of course, we can't forget the catalyst for his super harsh Christmas 2022 critique, Meghan sharing the highs and lows that come with falling in love with a royal prince while black. 
Within hours of the column landing on readers' breakfast tables and digital devices, UK social media users were in Clarkson's mentions telling him how terrible he was. Leading the charge were several well-known UK personalities. It is a blatant appeal to incite humiliation and violence on a woman, tweeted comedian John Bishop. Radio presenter Edith Bowman was a tad more direct, tweeting, What a vile misogynist Jeremy Clarkson is. But also, how is someone able to print abusive comments in an actual newspaper? Even Clarkson's own daughter, podcaster Emily Clarkson, took to IG to express her disgust. Quote, I want to make it very clear that I stand against everything that my dad wrote about Meghan Markle, and I remain standing in support of those that are targeted with online hatred. End quote. Beyond social media, the British public was perturbed and they weren't afraid to show it. UK newspaper regulator, the IPSO, received a record-breaking 25,100 complaints about the article. In 2021, they handled around 14,000 complaints in total. UK politicians were also riled. SNP MP John Nicholson wrote a letter to ITV chief executive Carolyn McCall, calling for Clarkson to be dropped from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Over 60 MPs wrote to The Sun's editor, Victoria Newton, urging her to take action against Clarkson. Black female MPs, including Belle Ribeiro Addy, co-signed a letter to the Metropolitan Police requesting they launch an investigation on the grounds of promoting racial hatred. In light of all this backlash, it took a few days for the involved parties to break their silence. Clarkson was up first. Oh dear, I'd rather put my foot in it, he tweeted on the 19th of December. You think? He goes on to attribute his fiery anti-Megan commentary to a Game of Thrones reference gone wrong before expressing his horror at having hurt people and pledging to be better in the future. The Sun kept it just as cute. In a statement released a few days later, the newspaper acknowledged that while their columnist opinions are their own, with freedom of expression comes responsibility. It also confirmed it had removed the article from the website and archives. In fact, if you search for the article on their website now, you'll find the following headline alongside a screen grab of Clarkson's apology tweet. Quote, In light of Jeremy Clarkson's tweet, he has asked us to take last week's column down. End quote. Now, it's not really giving responsible and apologetic publisher, especially when according to Meghan and Harry's spokesperson's statement the next day, the couple had not heard from the media outlet. Quote, a true apology would be a shift in their coverage and ethical standards for all. Unfortunately, we're not holding our breath. End quote. ITV was also initially keen to outline its limited responsibility in the matter. Senior executive Kevin Ligo said the broadcaster had no control over what Clarkson says. Quote, we hire him as a consummate broadcaster of the most famous quiz on television. End quote. Such a statement definitely leans more towards self-promotion than apologetic. The drama continued right up to Christmas Day, when presumably everyone turned to deal with their own family festive debates over the pound in the pudding and what to watch on TV. And then came 2023. Despite the new year, public and media attention sharply turned to the Clarkson Sussex show. While promoting his memoir, Spare, Prince Harry criticized Clarkson for his, quote, horrific and hurtful and cruel, end quote, words against his wife. He also had some choice words for his royal relatives, particularly his stepmother Camilla, who had previously spoken out about violence against women. Quote, the world is asking for some form of comment about the monarchy, but the silence is deafening, to put it mildly. End quote. 
Perhaps having used the festive break for some desperately needed introspection, Clarkson was keen to share an extended version of his take on the events. In a now-deleted IG post from 16th of January, he confirmed he'd emailed the Sussexes on Christmas Day to apologise some more. There's that Christmas spirit. He also shed light on how he ended up in this mess in the first place. Quote, Usually I read what I've written to someone else before filing, but I was home alone on that fateful day and in a hurry. So when I'd finished, I'd just press send. And then, when the column appeared the next day, the landmine exploded. End quote. So, a seasoned journalist with over 30 years' experience and access to one of the biggest media outlets in the UK doesn't always read his work back before submitting it. Interesting. Clarkson goes on to say he's not a sexist, nor has he ever been one, and is very mortified. While the contrite columnist was pouring his heart out to his public, the Sussex's spokesperson was cooking up another spicy hot clapback. Quote, On December the 25th, 2022, Mr. Clarkson wrote solely to Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex. While a new public apology has been issued today by Mr. Clarkson, what remains to be addressed is his long-standing pattern of writing articles that spread hate rhetoric, dangerous conspiracy theories, and misogyny, read the statement. Unless each of his other pieces were also written in a hurry, as he states, it is clear that this is not an isolated incident shared in haste, but rather a series of articles shared in hate. End quote. So what now for the tongue-in-cheek chappy? If you're hoping for Clarkson's eternal damnation, don't hold your breath. He's still sharing his views in The Sun and The Sunday Times. Amazon is still broadcasting his shows, although rumours of impending cancellation are circulating. He's still hosting Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, for now. ITV has confirmed they won't be renewing his contract in March, but their CEO was quick to point out that neither the show nor their existing host had been cancelled. It seems it's not all doom and gloom for Clarkson. He recently beat Boris Johnson, Gary Lineker and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky to be named the UK's sexiest hunk in a poll by married-only dating website Illicit Encounters. And if the women of the UK can see past Clarkson's previous hate speech enough to crown him the hottest of them all, there's perhaps a slither of hope that he may just make it onto the Sussex's Christmas card list after all. Yeah, right. This episode was written by Anique Simpson. This is a Broccoli Production.